Hi, welcome to the Business of Inner Peace. This is episode one. Woo woo! So excited. Today I'm going to be talking about how I learned to show up for myself and even thrive in my unhealthy relationship. Unhealthy relationships wreak havoc on your soul and your physical body. How are you possibly being mentally and physically affected by a relationship in your life? There is a new level of inner peace available for you despite what's going on in your relationship. I know that conflict is just a part of life and I truly desire to support you through it. Head on over to bit.ly slash Erin Jean meditation to get my free tapping meditation to help calm you down after an argument. You absolutely will not regret it. Welcome to the business of inner peace. I'm your host, Erin Jean, and I'm so glad you're here. Let's pretend we're sitting in my living room, enjoying a cup of coffee or tea and getting to know each other just a little better. That's what I love. I love getting to hear your story. I love feeling connected by the spirit of understanding that our stories bring. Today, I'm sharing some of my story, but I hope someday soon you'll be telling me yours. Listen, I know that you're feeling overwhelmed with life and nothing is exactly how you'd like it to be. Your marriage is not what you hoped for. Motherhood is harder than you imagined and you've lost yourself somewhere in the mix of responsibilities. Well, if you're ready to bring some more peace and joy into your life, reconnect with God who made you and start living a life you love, then grab your cup of coffee or tea and let's dive into today's show. Well, welcome to episode one. I was in an emotionally and a verbally abusive relationship for over 20 years. And it took me over a decade to actually realize what was going on. And even once I had eyes on the problem, it took me several more years to strengthen myself just to deal with the abuse head on and to call it what it was. Throughout this podcast, I will tell you lots of stories about my past, specifically around abuse and just how feelings of unworthiness and shame and helplessness began to rule my inner world for just so, so long. So today I'd like to tell you the story about what happened just a couple of months into my marriage. I uh, got married back in 2001. I was so super in love. And um, a couple of months after we had gotten back from our honeymoon, My husband and I went on a fun weekend away with some friends. In hindsight, I didn't realize it, but apparently this was supposed to be a boys weekend. (laughs) And somehow or other, I crashed it. I was the only girl there. Uh, We rented a boat out at Lake New Melones. We are in Northern California, for those of you that don't know. Beautiful lake, beautiful day. And I happened to be one of the first people in the water in our group for a wakeboarding session. Unfortunately, I had a really bad fall while wakeboarding and I ended up breaking my leg. It ended the day quickly, to say the least, 
And um, the focus had to shift to taking care of me. So my husband got me to the ER. I ended up having to have surgery and it was a really long recovery process. Obviously, we were newlyweds and being thrown into that period of um, in sickness and in health, right? <laughs> to have the sickness right out of the gate was a bit challenging. Um, to add to that challenge, we actually moved in with my in-laws during this time, both my sister and brother-in-law and my mother and father-in-law. We all got a big house together and moved into that. So my husband had a lot on his plate. He had a wife that needed a lot of help and uh, he had to move us pretty much all by himself. And we were now in a little bit more of a stressful living condition and it was heavy. There was a lot going on. My husband did not handle it well. And there was unfortunately a lot of hurt that happened during that time period and a lot of verbal and emotional abuse. And as a new wife, I was just, I think I was just in shock. I didn't really know how to deal with it. When I finally got my courage up, now remember my recovery period was nearly a year um, from this break. So there was a lot of processing time to for me to kind of figure out what the heck was going on. I finally got my courage up and I told some family members what was happening. And I remember inside sort of feeling like hoping that if I told them what was going on, it was going to somehow make it stop and they would like save me from the situation. And I've learned over the years that that's that's just not the fact. Um, and I think one of the hardest things is when you operate from a victim mentality, it just doesn't serve you or anyone else. However, there are many times in life when we truly are victims of somebody else's choice, right? Whether it's abuse or I don't know, nothing else comes to the mind at the moment, but there, there's definitely times when we truly are victims. And so it's hard to not stay in that victim mentality, but the victim mentality, it just never serves you. It does not serve you to get out of things and it doesn't even serve the person that you're in a relationship with. I got to a point where essentially I just felt like enough was enough. And as soon as I was able to drive again, and I felt like I could have a little bit of freedom, I confronted my husband head on and I let him know that the behavior that had gone on for that almost a year at that point was just completely unacceptable. And I was prepared to leave him and go back to my parents' home and even get divorced if that's what it meant that needed to happen unless the behavior stopped. Well, that really got his attention and he ended up stopping in his tracks shortly after I said those words and had a very heartfelt apology and, you know, stopped the behavior. What I didn't realize at the time is this was the very beginning of setting the stage 
for a pattern for us. And if you know anything about abuse, um, emotional, verbal, physical, there is a very specific cycle that happens. And this is usually part of it. The abuse happens. Finally, the person being abused gets to the point to confront them. It causes a lot of remorse and apology. They treat you really, really well. They'll often buy you gifts and shower with you with kind words and presents and things like that. And then there's sort of a period of peace where you feel like everything's normal and going good. And then the cycle starts again. So it took me a lot of experience to get to this point to be able to learn all of that and recognize it. And I'll again, I'll share more in future episodes, but I just wanted to give you a little bit of a highlight into this story. The reason I'm telling it to you is because it really was the beginning of this pattern inside of my marriage. I want to fast forward to now <laughs> about 18, well, not quite now, but let's fast forward about 18 years later. And I started having these realizations um, of how bad things were. I realized what was going on and I, I honestly knew that I needed to begin to understand why I had allowed this situation in my marriage. And I could honestly see at the core of it is that I absolutely did not love myself. I really was able to recognize that as one of the main issues. So I went on a quest, an absolute quest to learn how to love myself. And on this quest, not only did I find my soul just to be extremely valuable, and I want to validate that we all are. We are so valuable. We are made in the image of God and he loves us and we have so much worth. There isn't a human on this planet that that isn't true for. But I also started to learn as I was on this quest, I started to learn about neuroscience and understand the brain and the inner workings of the subconscious mind became particularly meaningful to me. I began to work diligently to understand my own subconscious programming and rewire it. So if you can relate to any part of my story, first of all, let me just say that I am so sorry that you've experienced some hard stuff. And I want you to know that there is hope. I have completely changed. I am a new woman who truly loves myself very, I love myself very deeply. And I see my value and my worth. And guess what? So has my husband. My husband has changed so, so much. And the cool thing about it is the biggest changes that have occurred in him have honestly occurred as a result of the change in me. And it has been really kind of passive and magical. It has not been any part of me telling him to change or telling him what to do. I tried that. That does not work at all. It has been when I shifted the focus to myself and became laser focused in on me becoming a better person and healing myself and fixing some of these issues that I had, that my marriage began to completely change and become something new. The old healthy patterns, they really don't have to rule you anymore. And there are some practical steps that you can take to begin to just turn all of this around. 
So I'd like to share those with you right now. The first would be you need to recognize the truth of the situation that you're in. So if you're feeling lost, if you're feeling alone in your relationship, if you feel like you're walking on eggshells, if you find yourself afraid to tell anyone what's really going on inside of your marriage, you need to begin to understand what emotional and verbal abuse really look like. I would suggest that you just Google the emotional abuse wheel or the verbal abuse wheel, or even if you're experiencing physical abuse, you know, look at the physical abuse wheel. It really might help you to see a pattern that's existing in your relationship that you were unable to see before. That's really step one. It's like shining a big bright light on it. Step two, you need to begin to understand why you're making the choices that you are. You really need to know that your subconscious mind, it's programmed from the time you were in your mother's womb all the way till about age eight or nine. And these programs, they run over 90% of your choices each day. So the more and more you can begin to grasp really what the subconscious mind is, what subconscious programming is, the more it will serve you to actually start to change and rewire it and do something about it. I would also suggest um, as point three here, start to do some self-care that is going to calm your nervous system. It's especially important to note that when you get triggered by hurtful words or an argument, it activates the primal brain, which lives in our subconscious mind. I'm sure you've all heard of the fight, flight, or freeze mode, and that lives in that primal brain. So when our primal brain is activated, you actually cannot use the frontal cortex of your brain. And the frontal cortex is where logic, analytics, decision-making, all of that lives. So you literally cannot use that front part of your brain while the back part of your brain is being activated into that fight, flight, or freeze. And I think this is just so important and valuable information because we would we would be such better humans if we all knew this and knew how to care for ourselves. Literally, when you get activated into that fight, flight, or freeze, there are hormones being released into your brain. Your brain is just getting washed with them. And it takes about 45 minutes to release and clear all of those hormones like like adrenaline and cortisol from the primal brain that have been activated. And once those hormones have left your brain, you can access your frontal cortex again. You can make good sound decisions and have like great conversations, right? But when we try to have conversations, which really turns into like arguments, right? Um, that don't serve us, it's probably, chances are, you've been triggered and you're in your primal brain and you're just like doing crazy talk. (laughs) So one of the ways that you can speed up the process of allowing your brain to kind of calm down and clear out all those hormones is by accessing your subconscious mind and soothing your central nervous system. So my favorite way to do this is with what's called EFT, which stands for emotional freedom technique, or some people just call it tapping. And 
I definitely want to just point you in the direction again to get that tapping meditation that I offered earlier because it will serve you so well if you are in an argument and having a difficult time to just step away, do that tapping meditation, allow your brain to calm down and get back into logic and reasoning before you try to have a conversation again. Uh, tip number four is just declare, declare exactly what you want. So acknowledge that these things have happened or they're happening in your life, right? For me, it was acknowledging that I was in an abusive relationship and it was also acknowledging that I didn't really love myself, right? I had to declare that I was no longer a victim, And I really needed to take radical responsibility for saving myself rather than waiting for someone else to come along and save me. And that's what I want to encourage you to do because the truth is only you and God can actually turn things around. And when we depend on other humans to change the status of our lives, it's just not going to go well. (laughs) I'll tell you right now, it's not going to go well. Been there, done that. And my fifth and final tip is that I would encourage you to begin to recognize where your subconscious programming is at play. Now, I know that that can be like sound a bit tricky and it, it actually is a bit tricky to do on your own. It's so much easier to recognize the subconscious programming that is alive and well in someone else. (laughs) Like that girl that you know that always dates guys that turn into jerks and treat her bad and she does it over and over. Yeah, that's totally her subconscious programming at play. But for yourself, you, you really might need someone to come along with you and help you recognize these patterns. And I'm telling you what, that is the magic that I have, or I have a friend that loves to call it my medicine. Um, I, I love doing this for people. It, God has gifted me in this area. And if you want help with that, I offer a free discovery call where you can get a blueprint of what's going on in your relationship. We can find out if the 12 week program that I offer would be a good fit for helping you to just get out of that situation and start to rewire your subconscious programming. Here's your homework. I'd love it if you just try to implement at least one or more of those tips this week. And if you want any support in doing it, head on over to erinjeanbooking.com to connect with me. And if you're new to me, which you probably are, because this is episode one, my name is spelt E-R-I-N, J-E-A-N. So erinjeanbooking.com. I hope you have a wonderful, amazing day. I want you to know that you are seen, known, and loved. May God richly bless you. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you're feeling blessed by the content here, the number one way you can show me is by leaving me a written review of the show. I'd be forever grateful Knowing that you're out there listening helps me know that I'm truly living out God's purpose in my life. The other thing you can do is take a screenshot of this episode, share it with a friend, or better yet, tag me on your Instagram stories. Remember, you are seen, known, and loved. May God richly bless you today. All my love, Erin Jean.